What is going on, everybody? It is NBA season, and we got a super team in the making. We got the clash of the one and two seed out in the East coming up, and it is a tight race heading into the playoffs. And March Madness is right around the corner. Let's get it. Happy Monday, spectators. What is going on? We're happy to be back with you again. I'm Julian. As always, I'm here with my boy, Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? Yo, yo. How you doing, bro? Dude, it's another week. It's been a great week of sports, a great week for basketball. And it's the most basketball I've watched in like a specific week in a long, long time. Because that's all we got now. <laughs> we got no progress on the MLB. We are months away from NFL season, sadly. So this is a basketball season. Although, although I don't know if you've been watching any of it, college baseball has been kind of lit this year. I haven't, I haven't hit up any college baseball yet. I'm, I'm telling you, if you guys get the chance, watch this Texas team. They are so fun. They are so fun. So if, if, if you're longing for baseball, the void is actually properly being filled. There's also a guy to watch out for in Tennessee who's throwing 103 miles an hour. So uh, <laughs> if you like prospects and you like dudes who do throw things hard, go watch a Tennessee that's your, game. That's your guy. <laughs> go watch a Tennessee game. It's cool Cool to see the void being filled. But, yeah, it, it's, yep. it's NBA season. It is that time of the year, post-All-Star break, uh, the last real third of the season. Um the dog days are over. This is the final stretch. There's about 20 or so games left, I believe. And uh, the picture is not any clearer. It's no. usually getting kind of clear by this point. It is not at all. The only team, and granted, they're the earliest team, I think, ever. But the only team to clinch a playoff spot is the Phoenix Suns. They've clinched the play-in spot, so they're at least the 10 seed. So I don't know if you consider that a playoff spot or not, but they have clinched some semblance of postseason basketball. And if there's anything we know about the Suns, that you don't want to see them in a play-in. Um, <laughs> bubble, no. su bubble Suns go crazy. <laughs> I saw a stupid record, and I don't I don't know the number off the top of my head because I saw it about like two weeks ago. Okay. But the Suns record from the bubble to now oh, is I, just... Oh, I saw that too. It's crazy. Insane. And it was like... It was like 120 and like 36. It was something. Yeah, it, it was stupid. It, it was, was something really actually stupid. dumb. And uh, dude, the Suns, uh, you know, they, they're proving that. I remember the bubble happened and there's there's footage of this. Like I'm on record for being a big dumb idiot. Uh, the Suns popped off in the bubble. And I, this is before they had Chris Paul, right? They didn't have Chris Paul yet. So that's, no. you know, there's credit to me. They didn't have Chris Paul yet. Um, they popped off in the bubble. And I think you and we had a guest on talked about how the suns could keep this going i'm like yep but yep. why and then yep. they get chris paul and now you know book doesn't have to be the best player on the team even though he is half the time and uh the suns have been phenomenal since they've been to a finals they've got second in the east last or west last year they're probably going to get first in the west this year especially with the way the warriors have kind of been on and off after like christmas time yeah, that, that's a take I'm happy about. But 
when when you see a young team who just hasn't had any success get time. that instant success of going eight and zero in a really unprecedented and unprecedented environment as the bubble, big bubble, and big took down style. some big teams and in some big games still didn't get in either. Still didn't get in. They did everything they possibly could. You think and if that they just got, made them more hungry? In, you think if they got in? This wouldn't be happening. I, I think so. I, I fully believe that none of this happens if they get in. Yeah. The the origin story is that fact that they go 8-0. and They did, did everything they enough. could do. And it, wasn't, and it good wasn't good enough. That's what made the Suns be what the Suns are today. Well, they get like, into the playoffs. <laughs> Phoenix isn't even top five in the league right now. Yeah, Chris Paul I, doesn't even go there. I, I think I... I mean, he, <laughs> he still might go there. But I, man, I, man, I, definitely, I definitely agree. Like... Yeah, it's it's honestly like a movie type of writing where, you know, the, yep. uh, the guy it's the classic rom com. If you guys know me, you know, I love my rom coms, right? Big rom com. It's, it's the classic like nerdy kid did everything he can to try and get the girl to like him. But she just liked the bad boy. It didn't matter what he did. And next year he came back ripped. He came back beefy. He, he had a big brain. He slicked his hair back. He looks exactly the same because it's a movie. And the guys are already hot in there for no reason anyway. They got these nerdy guys that are 9 out of 10. <laughs> it's just stupid. Um, but now he comes back and now she's like, oh my god. And now they, they ride off into the sunset together, you know. That's it. And uh, it, it's that. It, it was the origin story. It was the first movie of the rom-com. And now we're at movie number two. And are they good enough to not just get the girl? But ask her out to prom and get her to prom. Because they've been to prom now, but they went with a different girl. Yeah, they need this, to win this is movie it. number three. This, yeah, is, they, this is the trilogy, they, right? They need here. to win it. They need to win it. You had and the prequel. The sequel was nice. Yeah. Really, really nice. Now. It was, it was unexpected, too. Like Now, here we are in the trilogy. So, what, what happens? What do the Phoenix Suns make? It's yet to be seen. But they're in a good spot. They're in a great spot. They're playing great basketball. They are on a two-game losing streak. Um, I do expect them to lose a good amount of games coming forward. Uh, No Chris Paul for, I think, about six weeks is really tough. Classic Chris Paul. Classic. I think it was six weeks. I'm not exactly sure on his timeline. Uh, He still played in the All-Star game, too. So I I don't really know what's happening there. But he, he has a hand injury. A right hand injury too, which is the important. Which is tough. Hand. Yeah, that's the yeah, important hand. So keep that in mind. Um, I don't know. That injury is gonna gonna be very important because if he's healthy, I think they're clearly the favorite, right? But you no, know, Chris Paul, I don't like it at all. Yeah, I like at all. And I would I would say a good thing for them that they have a six game lead over the Warriors. But yeah. I mean, being the one seed or two seed doesn't doesn't matter really, at all. Really matter at all. Unless the unless Lakers they continue, well, yeah, but unless the Lakers are going to continue the slide that they're on and just float around the eight seed and then, or eight or seven seed, and then that's who you got to face. No, the Lakers are terrible. I don't care if they're your eight seed. They played them last year. I, I, they played them last year and the Suns handled them. They did. Handled they did. them. And that'll they happen did. again. If they play the Suns again. They're gonna I don't know. Now, I don't know. Look, now, like I, a team that I'd be scared for, like to play the Lakers if the Lakers make it, which they're not. Let's just throw it out there. Lakers are not making the playoffs. I don't think they are. 
They'll make the plan. They're not making. They're not winning. They're not getting in. Um, I, if they I, did, I, I if for whatever that, if for whatever reason they did, a team like Memphis would scare me against the Lakers yeah. just because they're so young that I feel like LeBron would just go like sixty a game and just be like, yeah, y'all sit down. <laughs> Y'all cool. I'll play for y'all in a couple of years when you get brownie, but y'all y'all sit <laughs> y'all sit down. Yeah, that they're gonna be high flying quick. Memphis is gonna be a problem for the Lakers. Memphis, you know, you know why I say the Lakers aren't gonna make the playoffs. Why? Because they played the Pelicans last night, and let me tell you, let me tell you, you know how like. We'll come on here and be like, that game was must-watch TV. We did that for the entire NFL playoffs, pretty much. Must-watch TV. I mean, I mean that awesome. it, it was, was understandable. It, 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 it was, was understandable. We were not. We were arguably not. one of the best NFL playoffs we've We were not across the board at all. It was must-watch. And if you weren't watching, then you just don't like football. And that's fair. You're here for yeah. the basketball. I get it. Fine. This was maybe the worst game of the year. The Lakers had no yeah. effort. They looked. They were embarrassing. The score was a little bit closer than it should have been. They could have lost this game by 70. Actually, the worst game of the year was when Memphis literally beat the Thunder by, like, 86. That was obviously the worst game of, like, all time. Yeah. <laughs> literally of all time. But this was, um, you know, the Lakers, are, I think, are a game and a half ahead of the Pelicans and then lose to them by 30. Uh, and then they get CJ. Those pieces are starting to come together. I don't think the Pelicans are any good. The Pelicans are promoting next year's season tickets without Zion on it. Oh my God, they're they're having a whole mess over there. Did you see? There was a parade. Right, I think it was. I think it was literally Mardi Gras. I think it was this weekend. Um, I'm not sure when it was, but there was a parade this weekend in New Orleans, and there was a float. And on one of the floats, they had, like, a fat Zion painting on the side of it. <laughs> and it was, like, a gumbo float. And it said it had Zion looking, like, just fat, like a big fat. Just like, thick. <laughs> just just straight gluttony, like the, the embodiment oh, of gluttony. Man. And uh, oh, it, was, it no. was just throwing a lot of shade at him. And I was like, oh, hold on. It was kind of funny. That, I didn't see that, but that's hilarious. Yeah. That's tough. Well, and then, you know, alongside that, um, according to J.J. Redick, too, Zion did not text C.J. McCollum when he got traded there. Yeah. Also, side note, J.J. on ESPN has been amazing. But yeah, if, if you guys want another podcast to listen to, I think it's like the old man and the three. Um, that's a J.J. Redick podcast. Amazing. It's yeah. like the Pat McAfee show, kind of. Um, but it has like that kind of vibe and it's amazing. Good stuff. But, um, my point is when JJ was playing with Zion, he was even getting the vibe that like, he just wasn't really the type to go out and like welcome or embrace your team. And he was just kind of to himself. It's, I think the and word you he can't have detached. that. Yeah. So you can't have that being the, the headline name for the franchise. And I think you're you're allowed some semblance of that when you're injured, right? Like, you're not around the team because you're rehabbing and all that. Like, you're allowed a little bit of that, especially with, like, the way, you know, everybody recovers differently, right? But, I mean, you just made a trade because your team's trying to win and build a team around you, and you can't even have the balls to go out. Just text the guy, hey, welcome to the NO. Like, that's all you got to say. 
Oh, you gotta text him, welcome, let's get it. Let's work. That's Literally, it. that's it. You don't gotta say yeah. nothing else. You don't gotta call welcome, him. You don't even I'll gotta see text you when back. I'm you don't even gotta text back. Just yeah. text it. He can be like, thanks, let, G, let it go. that's it. Like, that's all you gotta do. It's, just, I don't know, just a lot going on with Zion. Big Ben Simmons vibes, if you will. Big Ben Simmons vibes. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's an us thing. Maybe because you know I consider us media members to an extent. Like we're not out here um, flaming people pretty publicly, like like we could and should. Although I we do, do sometimes. Flame, I do flame do teams from Washington. Um, so if you if you well, fall into that category, we, we did get Ben Simmons in the playoffs. That that was bad. We also we got we also that. got way off P as well. If you were there for that two years, way ago, off. we were on that man. There has been a, a spectator Hall of Fame of slander. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we're we're known that like if we do slander, you're getting chewed out. Uh, and it's not often. So if you if you make it on our slander, be careful. Ooh, TM that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna have to work on it a little bit, but I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's it's really interesting that like you know. You have a guy like Ben Simmons. He gets slandered. He gets traded. He's still not playing yet. No. We'll kind of see how that works. New York sanctions are potentially going to lighten up. Um, yeah. Perfect timing just for when the Nets were getting bad enough that they have to play the the Cavs. And the, uh, God damn it. So stupid. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> so dumb. But, you know, the if they can get a little healthy, which the, the – that's not an if. They're not going to get healthy. The Nets are not going to get healthy. It won't be. They'll be like the, the best version that they can. They're not going to be healthy. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, right? Do you think this is the last true year for this team? Or, or are we getting another like... For the Nets? Next, yeah. Or is like we get one more and then we can say it's a failure? I think we get one more. We get one because- more? Because... Last year was tough. Everybody falls out towards the end. What can you do about that? Unfortunate. And then, obviously, the year before, just Kyrie. So, there, there wasn't really any any hope yeah. there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, this year, especially with the, the way things have happened, you haven't had anybody together. KD goes down. Kyrie's 50% now, 0% in the beginning. Yeah. Of playing we're, time. We're at, we're at like 17% of Kyrie. We're at 17 point. Kyrie. So <laughs> I think whatever happens this year, because now there's no excuses. You yeah. you have, you revamped it's like, the it's, whole team. It's handpicked at this point too. Yeah, you revamped the whole team. Like, without any trades, you have Harden, KD, Kyrie. Whatever happens with that, KD's injured, Kyrie's not playing, Harden's Harden. Hates those two idiots. Like <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can make an argument either which way. Now you make the Harden trade, you get Dragic, you get um, Drummond, you you go get Ben Simmons too. There's no excuse now. Joe Harris comes back eventually. KD comes back. Kyrie potentially we'll, has we'll 100 percent we'll playing time with the ma- vaccine. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Or do we? like if if by I, I don't I don't think you do. If if by the, if come playoff time, KD's healthy, Kyrie's playing most games. I really those are the only two that matter, right? Like that's Joe the thing. Har- if, the vaccine, like, if the vaccine mandate gets lifted and Kyrie's hundred percent playing time, the Nets how, should be the favorite. Like if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, 
it, it's a wash. Like you, you can't get knocked out first round with that. No, because then it's just which there's a chance because if they play Philly, the Bulls or the Heat, they might. In fact, I might take that. Yeah. And then I do think you put this season as not a complete failure because, again, it's been a wild ride. But I do think a little bit of a failure. And that's coming from a net fan. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we've said it before. But I don't think it's a blow up. Yeah. But if next season it doesn't work, that's it. Then then it's a complete... And is that better. and you know it's it's hard to say it because that's a whole year and a half away, but if if the Nets do not, at the least, make it to the finals this year or next year, is it the biggest failure in sports? Probably, it, think, it's up there. I, I think it's it would be there. like outside of a, there's a couple like soccer failures that would probably give that a run for its money. I'm sure, but. Yeah. In American sports, it would probably be the biggest failure ever because there's just so much that got put into that and so much. Because there's been, like, big-name players who get traded or team up and stuff, and they don't work out. Okay, But this is a sense of you get some of the greatest players in the game today all together. Literally, at worst, three top 15 players. Yeah. And at best, three top 10 players in the league. If you want to put Kyrie in top 10 or not, I don't care. But no, I probably wouldn't. I, you could you could do it either way. So, but yeah, and three I, Hall of Famers. Or no, it was like what seven Hall of Famers who have been on this team. Because yeah. like if you can, I I think Paul Millsap might even be a Hall of Famer because the NBA Hall of Famer is so bad. So like maybe one of those so things. Tough. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but, I I think so. And think so. you know, one of the cool things though is like you, whenever a team like this is doing poorly. There's always another side to it, right? And the Miami Heat, do you know what they remind me of? The Miami Heat remind me of every Jazz team that's literally ever been good. Mm-hmm. They have about three to six good players. There's no true dominant number one guy, although they kind of have a fringe one, right? Um. It, People want to tell me Jimmy Butler's a superstar. He's not. I love Jimmy Butler. I think he's awesome. He's led this team to a finals before. Um, the issue with Jimmy Butler is he's always been the best player on his team, and his teams have never been super successful. Like they, they're, yeah. you know, they're pretty good. And again, they made a finals. So shout out. But that team overachieved that season. Now you go yeah. get Kyle Lowry. There's a little bit more age to this team. Bam has a couple of years of being an All Star caliber player uh tyler hero his role is kind of chiseled out now and the heat of the one seed with 20 or so games left how confident are you in the heat making a run again it's um i don't know it's hard to say because i do think they're you put them at the top now obviously but when they run into a team like Chicago, I feel like it can go 50-50 either way. Um, I'm confident about that. 76ers, I feel like they get washed, if anything, if they go up against that. What about Milwaukee? Same thing with, same thing with the Bucks. think they get washed. Uh, if they go up against a healthy net team, that I could think be they bad. get washed. I think they get washed. They, I, I they think handle the Celtics. They probably probably handle the Cavs. Yeah, I and think. The the, I think, and I think the only reason they handle the Cavs is because they play the same way. 
Just yeah, to heat so up more experience. I think they go as far as their playoff matchups take them. So. And you know what if, that if they comes run down into, to? Hmm? I said, you know what that comes down to? There's one team in NBA history that has won a championship without a top 75 player of all time. One. And that is the 2004, is it? 2004 Pistons? I think that's the year they won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the only team in NBA history without a top 75 player of all time to win a championship. They arguably did have a top 75 player of all time. I don't even think arguably. I think Ben Wallace is a top 75 player of all time. He didn't make the list. Yeah. Um, Should have. And then, the list was and, wild. But like, even if, and even if they didn't have a top 75, it would have been you have six 76 through 90 players of all time, right? Like the rest of that roster fills in that. Um, so even that's a little skewed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Heat are curious. Like Kyle Lowry's kind of old in the tooth a little bit where he's not that dominant guy anymore. Uh, I still think he has great game in him. I love Kyle Lowry. You know I'm a Kyle Lowry trooper. Always have been. I think that guy, he's a bona fide stud, Hall of Famer. He'll have his number retired in, in Toronto. And he deserves it. He's an NBA yeah. champion. But he's not going to, like, I'm not taking him over DeMar in a in who's gonna take over this game and win me a game. I'm not taking him over Harden or Embiid or or even Darius Garland. Certainly not Giannis. Yeah. And um their defense scares me. Whose defense? Miami. They have great defense, I'm, do they not? They let up a lot of points though. A I lot. Think, They're, yeah, uh, they have do they not have the best defense in the league? I'm looking over points here. Points per game, they they let up 104 points per game. The best in the East is they, 102. They let up so a, a, third in the East defensively. Uh, I like their defense. I like their. I love their perimeter defense too. So I think I actually think their matchup against Chicago is not terrible because of how good the perimeter defense is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's really weird because defensive teams are so hard to kind of scale because. Yeah, you, know, you, you look at how the Jazz have been over the last couple of years, and like, if Donovan's not putting up fifty, they're not winning. No, sir. And I really hope the Jazz turn that around one day. Like, I hope this year out of nowhere, the Jazz are like good in the playoffs. Like, that's I want the thing. Them to, I want them to win want two the... rounds. Give me, get them to the conference final. Let them lose in the conference final. That's fine. Yeah. Get them there. They That's deserve. the thing, always with the Jazz, like, they're so good, they're at the top of the standings every year, and it's just like, okay. I don't care. I, cool. I am not putting any stock into Rudy Gobert. Like, I just, None. <laughs> I'm not expecting anything from you at all. It's like but, them and the Nuggets, they're the same team. They're the same team for a million reasons. The Nuggets are different now, though. The Nuggets are different now. Yeah. Because if the Nuggets, who have been playing very well lately. 8-2 in their last time. Won six in a row. Six in a row. They have maybe the back-to-back MVP. It's it's him and Embiid right now. Um, the Nuggets, if they can get Jamal Murray back, and I don't know when he's coming back, and I don't know how that's going to be and how long it's going to take for him to get acclimated and all that, if Jamal can play in the playoffs and plays literally half as well as he did against that Jazz series a couple of years ago, I'll stick with my Nuggets in the finals pick that I did preseason because I think that team is just so talented between Murray yeah. and Jokic. And that's just – that's the thing. This this league is crazy. 
There's so many great duos. There There's is. so many great duos. I mean, Steph and Clay, or Wiggins, whichever one you want to say. Chris Paul and Booker. I, before you keep on going, here, here, and that come out of Drew's mouth. This timeline from the last like Crazy, seven dude. years, I never, never would have thought <laughs> you had duo and Wiggins in the same thing, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> the, it the, is the evolution of Andrew Wiggins' game is insane, and you know it's. It, yeah. We're not gonna harp on like players changing and developing too much because we we call people busts really often because most of the time they are right. Like I know you've argued sometimes it's too soon when we call players busts, and I agree I with do. that for I agree with that I a do. little bit. But we've seen these things before, right? We've seen the paintings on the walls. And so are we going to invest more in these guys that have all the signs that they're not going to improve? Or are we going to hope that they're the one in 50, right? No. Andrew Wiggins is the one in 50. I mean, he was the number one overall pick. So to call it a success Cinderella story is a little ridiculous, right? Because everybody thought he was the Maple Jordan. (laughs) And, um... He's not that at all, certainly, but he, he's he's turned his career into a productive one. And, you know, another guy like that is DeMar, who DeMar was an offensive okay. powerhouse in Toronto, right? I mean, he was great in Toronto. The only issue he had is he couldn't hit a three. He was just not a good three-point shooter in Toronto, and he failed in the playoffs. And we have still not seen him get over that hump, and I would love to see him get over that hump too. And maybe that's a reason I take a lot of teams over to Bulls because – that's the least proven team maybe in the history of history because DeMar, DeMar would smell LeBron in the playoffs and like hide in the bathroom for their series. But he's been, he's going to win most improved player, right? Bro, he, Unless DeMar, but yeah, it, it's up for debate on that, but man, he is doing his thing this year, bro. And it, it's so nice to see because, you also hear the story about what's been going on with him during his time in uh, San Antonio, where he was literally flying to L.A. any off day, sometimes coming back the day of a game and having to play because yeah. his dad was sick. So it's like it's hard to perform under those conditions, man. Like, how, how do you do that? You can't. Yeah, and I don't care begin- who you are. It was beginning of pandemic and like. It wasn't the team he wanted to be on, but he got traded there, so he tried to make the most of it. But, Uh you know, there's a lot. Like, it can't feel good, and this has been said a million times, right? But how bad does it feel that you get traded from the team that you gave your heart and soul to, and they gave it back for the most part. I think there's a lot of love for DeMar DeRozan in Toronto, from the organization, from the players, from the fans. There is. There was no animosity. But he gave his heart and soul to that team. He really did. And him and Kyle's relationship was like – Maybe the most special relationship in the NBA, right? Like friendship wise that we've seen. There's probably some off that we don't see, but like the most public one, theirs is like the best friendship we've seen. Yeah. He gets traded, they win the championship, and he gets to see his brother. And, you know, it's a bittersweet moment. You see your best friend in the world holding that thing that you guys wanted to for so long. And he's in that uniform with another guy that they traded for. And, you know, that couldn't have been easy. And so now he's kind of out of that situation. It's a new mindset. Kyle's not in Toronto anymore. I'm sure that helps too. Like it's a whole new scene out there. He's not associated with anymore. He's with his own team. This is this is all new. And I think that's nice. Fresh starts are amazing. And, and that goes back to the whole um, 
too early for a bust thing. Not that this has anything to do with DeMar being a bust at any point of his career. But um, change of scenery helps a lot. So being yeah. stuck in a situation, you won't see that development and growth and mentality really come to fruition for a player. Yeah. Now, they get sent to a different environment, different uh, situation. Maybe it's a little bit better for them. Now they break out of that shell that's been holding them back. Maybe they get a new a voice in their ear showing them different things. Yeah. Whatever it may be, those are the things that hold players back. And, I mean, you can have the narrative of, oh, you're a professional, this, that, do what you got to do. But it's not that they're simple. People. Like, you're they're, pe- they're people. You're people that they're, you're going to move to cities that, like, you're unfamiliar with. And sometimes exactly. you don't click with a team. You don't click with the players. And organization has different uh, different ideas. And, you know, I think a good yeah. example of that, too, that we're not going to see yet. But I think Marvin Bagley Jr. is going to have a decently productive career the rest of his career. I think he's. I don't think he's going to be a star. He might not even be a starting caliber player at any point in his career. But he went to Sacramento and at no point wanted to be there. At no point. Like, literally on draft night, he yeah. didn't want to be there. Yeah. And so he finally gets out of there. He's in, where, where is he? I think he's in Detroit now. If I'm not mistaken. I think he's in Detroit. I, I, he got traded this season. I don't remember to where. But it doesn't even matter. Like, I think a change the scenery for a guy with just crazy talent is just going to help the work ethic, help the, help the mental. The Ben Simmons yeah, he's effect. On, he's on Detroit, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm happy I remember some stuff. <laughs> I remember a trade episode, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a little early to call some guys busts, but there's so many that just prove it, you know? They are. Frank Nolikina, we knew was bad. <laughs> we knew it was yeah. bad. There was never a doubt. He was 19 and we're like, I don't care. This kid's not going to be <laughs> But But that's also the eye test. Like You can look at a player and it's like, okay, they, they don't have it. Or you can look at them and be like, okay, if they work on this, that, There's and third. things that you could adjust. They, they can make it. They well, and, and, and that's why, you know, stay on the Knicks, like Obi Toppin, like nobody's calling him a bust despite like the weird minutes and like the, the highs and lows of his kind of performance yeah. because he has stuff like his shot is getting a lot better and he's showing he has some pretty good IQ and he's getting better defensively. Like there's actual like progress being made in, in areas that, you know, he can get better at. And that's, I, I just feel like, you got to give people at least a two to three year window before you even bring up bust. You got to think these kids are getting drafted at 19, maybe 21. Like they are young. How old is RJ Barrett? Probably like, uh, I think he's 20, 21. So they're young. It took a couple of years. Now he's putting up 46. You, you got to give them time. Not yeah. everybody's going to be a LeBron where they just get drafted and come in, fact, in and nobody's make a force. <laughs> in fact, so like, nobody's you can't expect that. that. That's why I hate the, oh, this guy's a bust. It's been six weeks. <laughs> he just got drafted. What are you talking about? You remember the first six weeks of the year when Cade Cunningham was shooting like 30% and people were like, oh, it's insane. Oh, it's like, dude, come on. It's insane. Like, give them a minute. Please. please. Just give them please. a minute. If you start a new job and you don't know what you're doing or, like, you, you're you not acclimated to what you're doing and people are calling you a bust, you go, bruh, give me, give, me a, give me a minute. Yeah. Let me set in. And cer- certain positions are a little bit harder, right? It was always going to be easier for Trey Young, John Morant, LaMelo Ball to be good in this league because playmakers are playmakers. Exactly. Like when you're a work. playmaker, you see the court differently. That's just how it is. 
Yeah. And uh, so they were always going to have a, an easier transition. But if you're Evan Mobley, who, by the way, is having a fantastic transition, and he's better than he ever was in college already, um, yeah. you know, there, there's transition because you're a big dude that's trying to figure out how to play against actual big guys. I watched the game. Evan Mobley played against Oregon. They knocked us out of the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Evan Mobley was six and a half inches taller than the highest defender that he had that game. Six and a half inches. And that was our center that fouled out 34 minutes into the game. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) I remember watching that. I'm like, this guy's going to be a freak if he puts on 20 pounds. (laughs) Just 20 pounds. That's it. And again, there's the eye test. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. It it was always there. And that's why he got, I was he second overall, third overall. That was why, because he's seven feet tall, can shoot it a little bit. And it's like, oh, there's just KD, but taller. Yeah. Wow. You just got to watch and just look at it, and it's like, okay, they, they got it. Yeah, they got it. They, they got it. And you, you can tell. It doesn't take much to look at a guy and be like, nah, it ain't it. It doesn't take much at all. <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. You, you look at me play. Oh, he ain't got it. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> hey, watch my film. Watch my film. Boy, you basura. <laughs> like, I swear, know. just a bad game. Just a bad game. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, you didn't hit the rim. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just give these kids time. That's it. Just let them develop. Yeah. Let them develop. Sometimes. Sometimes again, if Sometimes. if it's seven years into <laughs> their career, I'm gonna slap you if you say let them develop. But now, yeah. if if we're two three years in, so and they haven't made any improvement, okay, that's different. Every year they're making improvement. Leave it. Yeah, they're good. You know I who's kind of you. you know who's pretty funny about that too. This is literally the Ben Simmons argument. Every year we say if he can just develop a jump shot, bro. He got drafted in 2014. Or 15. <laughs> he's not developing a jump shot. <laughs> like he could be a productive player without him. He's not developing a jump shot. He's just not. He had JJ Redick on his team and Seth Curry. If they can't teach him how to shoot a three, nobody can. Yeah. Wild. If your last and, name is Curry, you can learn from him. I swear. I mean, he he got it. He got Curry still there with him. So he got Curry, Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris. I think if he, he learns, from Ky- I think if he learns from Kyrie on how to take shots, he's gonna get worse. Because Kyrie's the most <laughs> confident man of all time. Of all time, like Kyrie puts up some shots, and I'm just like, stupid. bro, dumb. And it goes in, and it's like he shoots like 55, percent right? and it's like, yeah, that's so contested. Yeah. Turn around, you're like, whatever. Ben Simmons, if he tries to learn from Kyrie, will <laughs> become a professional, uh, you know, bag boy at Safeway. Because that's just that's just gonna end it. <laughs> His brain's gonna explode. <laughs> Yikes! I don't know where Safeway is, but praying for you guys. <laughs> Safeway, it's just a it's just a supermarket. It's a supermarket. It's a great supermarket too. Safeway got great sushi. Is that uh where 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 are they at? They're at, they they're kind of everywhere. There's a lot in California, obviously in Oregon. Uh, they they got them out in Washington as well. I think there's some on our coast, just not here in Florida. Really? Yeah, we're just mm, Publix out. Yeah, we're just we just got too many Publix. Shout out Publix, Monopoly shout out, baby, and, sh- and shout out Safeway <laughs> baby. <laughs> Big shout out. 
Uh, we're going to pivot real quick. We're not going to talk too much about it because it's not official yet. Uh, we do have until midnight, in theory. Um, today is the deadline for the MLB. Today is it. If they don't get a deal done today, the MLB set a deadline that if they don't have a deal done by today, we will officially be missing games in the season. They will be cutting out games, and it will be a shortened season. And um, this is maybe the biggest failure in the sports history. And that comes two months after not putting Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. Has already been two months. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Again, MLB just continues to let their fans down time and time again. And it's so frustrating, so annoying, and it's just like, do something. Like, why is it so hard to just do the right thing for your sport? Yeah. And your players and your fans. Like, why? I don't understand it. It, it's bad. And um, Jeff Passan's been covering this whole thing. Um, he's maybe the best follow on Twitter if you like baseball. So if you like baseball, like, go follow Jeff. He's, like, the best insider besides, like, Woj. It's Woj and him, obviously different sports, and Schefter. So those are, like, the big three. Um, Schefter when it's not a Brady bomb. When it's not a Brady bomb, exactly. <laughs> but Passan... Sorry, sorry Schefter, if you're watching. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we love you. We love For you. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Hope, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but Jeff put out something pretty much saying it was very well said. It was pretty much if you take the next batch of 1,200 players, because that's how many are in the MOB, if you take the next batch of 1,200 players and you put them into the MOB, the product would get significantly worse. Right? There's no Mike Trout, there's no Soto, these guys that are like actually elite and like must watch aren't going to be there. The quality will go down. If you take 30 random, they don't have to be the next best. If you take 30 random professional businessmen and pick make them MLB owners, the league is likely going to be as good, maybe better, just because they're replaceable. That's not the product. The owners are not the product, and they swear that they are. They swear that they are. And then, you know, we follow teams. We don't follow owners. I, I, don't, I don't care about your margins. I, I, none of us care about it. You guys not wanting to pay minor leaguers. You guys not wanting to concede to things that the players want who are the product. They are the literal product. Sports is crazy. They don't make something and sell it. They are the thing. And when you do stuff like delay seasons... When you do stuff like not let me post something on Twitter because it's a clip from the MLB. When you let players not be able to make stuff outside of their realm. Casual fans aren't going to care. And casual fans are the thing that push sports. The casual fans are the reason that sports are profitable. Nobody cares about us baseball diehards because there's not enough baseball diehards. You know why there's not enough baseball diehards? Because they do stuff like this that push the casual people away and don't want to get involved because they feel like they're going to get hurt and hurt again by the sport. It's a one thing to be hurt by the team, but to be hurt by a sport as a whole and the, and the 
in the governing faction of the sport. Why would if you have diehards, if you have diehards being frustrated and upset and angry at the sport, what are casuals going to do? Just walk away. They're going to deal with it. Just going to walk away. Those watch basketball. They watch the NFL. Go watch they'll cricket. Put, they'll, they'll, put on, they'll do they'll anything. They'll put on the Bachelorette. They'll go watch Waifu Ju on Twitch. Look at that plug. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit 500 <laughs> followers too. So congrats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but really, there's so many forms of entertainment. Like. I can sit on TikTok for two hours. Baseball games. Go watch hours. cat videos on YouTube. Like anything, yeah. they're they're not gonna watch baseball. So many people say, "Oh, baseball's boring. Baseball's this." You're not wrong. It's because of the of the sport of and, what you know, they do. And you know, oh, so they hit a home run. Oh, you're standing there watching it. You're gonna get hit the next at bat. <laughs> I got a mad boys and girls. Hey, stupid! <laughs> it's so annoying. You do that. You flip a bat. You're done. <laughs> There was a really good bat. The seventy-year-old man in in Clearwater is gonna be upset, yelling at his TV. Oh, back in my day, those damn Yankees! <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> there was um, there was a really good bat flip the other day in college. This kid hit a tank, and he pulled out the bat and pulled out the telescope to see how far it went. Bro, I saw that. I was, I was overheated. I saw bat flip. He stood there, and the home plate up literally came out from his little cubby and told him to go run. Why? Why? Bozo. What are we doing? Bozo. And and MLB, why are you going to bring Uh-oh. the mantra of let the kids play and then not let them play? What are we doing? They're why are literally... we upset that they're playing the game? What do or, you want them to do? Or there is no game to play. We're locked out. There's no reason that we have to be locked out. They were no. they're legally no. still under contract for the last CBA. If the MLB didn't decide that they wanted to enter a lockout and that they wanted to delay games, we could still be at spring training while they're figuring out this new CBA. But the MLB is the group that said we are entering a lockout and we will be losing games. It's on them. And they're the ones who didn't come to the table to discuss for over a month. All of January, they refused to come and negotiate. And now they've been negotiating 15 minutes a day. Like, what is that going to do? 15 minutes? I take poops longer than that. Catch me after Chipotle. That boy do be pooping and pooping. You know, like, how are we going to have meetings for the future of a billion-dollar organization last less time than it takes me in the bathroom? I swear our spectator meetings last so much longer. We get stuff done, though. You're right. And, and we're look smart. at us. We're, and we're smart. And look at us. Talented. They're a multi-million, billion-dollar organization. Good-looking. <laughs> so annoying. Just, just why can't we have just a nice system in place to figure <laughs> things out so we can have our damn sport and watch some damn sports? Why? Why? Give them what they want. Just do it. Pay the players. Why is that so? Or difficult? like actually negotiate. You know, good like, faith negotiation goes, goes a ba- long way. back and forth. Like why? Goes a long way. Oh, you guys want this? No. Okay. What What can we do to make this work? No. 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 Meeting's over. Sir. That's it. Rob. Like please. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't Don't even get me started on Rob. This is all. <laughs> this is all from him. 
I know, all, but don't don't get don't get me don't get me started on just uh, that. Boy, it's already hot. This is on the owners right now. Don't, yeah, don't get so me started I mean, on as of this current moment, it's not over. There still is a chance they get something done today. If something happens five minutes after this episode comes out, uh, just know all this rage is still true because it doesn't heal anything. So this isn't time sensitive. That's the it. Just makes us more frustrated because why are you guys waiting for are the we last minute? Bro? Why? We all, all of us love a good comeback story, but this is, this is one of those comeback stories where like you decided you were going to play your little brother in a sport and you gave him the handicap of like a 10 run lead or, you know, a two touchdown lead. And then it turns out your little brother's actually good. And now you got to sit up in your chair and sweat for the next 48 <laughs> in-game minutes just to make the difference up. Like, I'm not, I don't feel happy that you came back and won. I'm angry that you did. You deserve to lose. And the MLB re- deserves to lose. I really wonder what other leagues think looking at the MLB. And when it's when it comes time for their CBAs and stuff, they're like, okay, look at what these idiots did. We're well, the NFL is going to be in that situation. So we'll have this the conversation NFL, again in two years. The NFL is wild. In the NFL, though, they have the benefit that their players um, all have concussions. So they don't actually fight for their rights as hard as um, these guys do. So that's the one benefit that the NFL has. They don't get guys fighting back. Stupid. Really dumb. I've seen posts. I've seen posts going around, right? I'm, you guys know I'm a Vikings fan. Not to pivot too hard, but... People, go, are, go saying, <laughs> people are saying Kirk Cousins should be ashamed of himself for not restructuring his contract to take less money to make the team better this year. When he's the first quarterback to ever get a fully guaranteed contract, why would he feel bad? He signed well, this contract. Nobody's ever yeah. done that before. He I, got I fully care. guaranteed. Take your money. I, I don't love Kirk Cousins. He's fine. Yeah. He's good enough. It's not his fault the defense on this Vikings team has been the worst in the league over the last two years. It's not his fault. But, like... Why should the player feel bad about the money that he's earned? Oh. No. I don't care how bad of a player you are. I don't care how bad the fans think that you are, the organization thinks you are. If you got that contract, you got that contract. That's your money. Now, if you are that, a guy that wants to re, you know, re-change his contract to try and make a couple million fit so you can get a guy or two, that's cool. That is completely up to you. If you want a ring that desperately, which I don't think it's worth, Personally, unless you've been in the league 15 years. Like, if, I, if I'm a 15-year vet and I've saved up 150 mil, sure, I'll give up that five extra to try and win this one year, right? But that's not what this is. This is like, hey, we want you to take less so we can give three guys a veteran minimum and underpay them also. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, get your money. I'll, be, I'll always be on the player's side with money. I don't care how bad you are. I'm yep. a known Gary Harris hater for his contract, and I'm so happy for the guy. Yeah, so it's not the their fault this team was like, oh, I like you. I'm going to give you this money. Bro, Nicholas Batum got a bag, and for what? I know you love Tobias Harris's contract. I like his better than the other two I just stated. At least Tobias Harris is yeah. actually like, if 10 players got hurt, he would be in the All-Star game. <laughs> Maybe 12. <laughs> Maybe 15. <laughs> <laughs> that that this is why I bring up that take. 
I mean, but but he's like a good offensive player. He has good qualities. Yeah. Um. There, there's way worse contracts. I, I don't know. It's just I'll never feel bad about a player signing a contract because typically the players lose out on their contracts. Wanda Franco is a great example. In five years, that contract's gonna be awful. But he signed it away, and he signed it a lot so that he can guarantee the money and make his bag. And if he doesn't end up being good, maybe Wander knows something we don't. Maybe Wander's like, hey, I'm not actually good at baseball. <laughs> Let me get this bag real quick. I ain't actually good. There, there's a reason Juan Soto turned down, what, uh, 350, 350 million for 13 years, something not like that? Not a single the- person said he was dumb for doing it either. There's a reason why he turned that down for the potential of being the first player in MLB history of have a 500 million dollar contract there's a reason he's gonna get like seven <laughs> that's the thing he's not gonna get five he's gonna get like 700 oh there, there's a reason yeah it's crazy dude like go go get your money if it's get out there money, go, get it. go get don't, it don't leave it on the table especially for these organizations that if it was their turn to make a decision with you you're gone, you're gone. oh yeah like i'm not staying for the nationals at a discount for you're what gone. the nationals no, there's no reason. This been the one World him. Series? Off the no. strength of him. <laughs> Off the strength of him. So. <laughs> he, was damn, he was damn good. He was really good in that playoffs. So, t- take that for what you want. Yeah, and you know, this wasn't meant to turn into a rant. But it needed no. to be, because we haven't really talked about the lockout. <clears throat> no. And really what comes down to it is the players want... A handful of concessions in the league is just not even willing to to argue back and negotiate them. And if you're not willing, if you don't respect the people who are the product enough to at least sit down and, like, have a conversation and try and figure something out, I, I don't know what to think about you. I really don't. It, it's kind of just like, oh, we're your, we're your boss, so we we're gonna have the final decision. It's like when you're you ask your parents when you're a kid, why can't I do that? Because I said so. It's not a satisfying answer because it doesn't do no. anything. No. If you give me a fake reason, that's okay, and we have a conversation that's like that, that's fine. You can't say because I said so, and then just expect me to go into my room and be like, darn, I guess yeah. I can't go. I guess I'll go do my whatever now. We go like, do next give me a reason. Work. Yeah, give me a reason so I could know. Okay, I I can't do it because of this. Let me do that so I could do that next time. Well, yeah. whatever it may be, like communicate. It's crazy. Communicate, 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 so we can figure out a plan of action to get the ball moving. Moving. But yeah, if you don't yeah. do that, what are we doing? Like, why would you rather cancel games and potentially miss out on a season because you're stubborn? And that's the and that's selfish. A, that's a big thing too. Now that this deadline is about to pass, this was both sides' real gambling chip. Like this was this was it. So now there's no reason at all for either side to feel rushed to make a deal. Because now, if you're the MLB players, like oh, we're missing games. Cool, we want these things now because we were gonna concede yeah. so we can get our season in. But if we're gonna miss this season, we're gonna get these things done. And the MLB is going to think the same way. So we might miss a full season. This is just how it might be. Because I don't think the players are going to bend. I think having social media, I think with having social media, they've made their voices pretty clear. And I think a lot of people, including us, obviously, um, not that means anything, but we have their back and we're the people who watch the game and promote the game. 
Yeah. You know how many people just who from watching and listening to us and hearing us talk about it watch baseball more than they would have before? At, at least 10. That's 10 more fans. There's more than that probably, but like at least 10. You think like I'm sure there's people who are listening right now that are just like I only know of Juan Soto because you guys have brought him up before. Right? Yeah. So why are we doing a better job than the league? Because the league doesn't care. They just want their money and that's it. They don't care about the fans. If they cared about the fans, they would do things within the league and outside the league for just content creation, for example. Like you mentioned earlier, you can't even post a clip on Twitter or anything without just having the wrath of Rob Manfred come down. I, I saw a fuzzy put like, a tweet out where he put out a YouTube video that got taken down like five minutes in because he had um, a clip from like a game that he didn't distort the audio and change the pitch. It's crazy that that's kind of what we have to do to bend around it, but you have to filter it, change the pitch of the audio so that we don't get caught. And the, but, like, and the thing is, soup, why do we have to do that for the thing is we don't use those for a selfish thing. Stuff like that helps the game. Somebody random sees a clip like that. They like it. Oh, that was cool. Maybe I'm going to start watching more clips. Maybe I'm going to turn on a game. Yeah. Guess what? If they don't see that clip, Why they're not going to do any yeah. of that. They're not even going to think twice about doing that because it's not on their radar. So why would they go out of their way to go find that if they don't even know it exists because they're not within the realm of that sport? Your fans are the people that push your content. You're, you have your content, you put it out, but the fans are the ones that push it. The retweets, the shares, all that. That's what gets recycled throughout the internet. And that's what's going to push your game forward. But MLB has no desire to do that. They just want their game to be how it's been for the last 500 years. Please, these old people that are going blind, can't even look at their TV anymore, don't even know how to change the channel, try to sign that into I, MLB that, at bat. They don't even know how to use their phone. They can't do any of it. Screen's all blurry. They don't even know what a bat flip is. They're so mad seeing the thing go up in the air like that. What are we doing, MLB? What are we doing? I think we just got a little sight into Brooklyn disliking old people. <laughs> I think that's what we just saw. Not old people, but uh, the unable to uh, access these things, which is kind of funny. Technology is not for everybody, but it should be because it's what we need. Love the old people. Hate that MLB wants to just cater to the group of old fans who do okay. nothing for the game anymore. I like the backtracking here. They do literally no, no backtracking, no backtracking. No, no, and you're kind of right. Like you know, baseball the way it was always brought was, hey, you bring your son to the baseball game, bring your family to the baseball game, you have a hot dog, you have a beer, and then you you have memories as a kid. Now you like baseball because you have these memories going with your family, and we still have that. That's still a thing. But we're able to access baseball without having to go to the field. So let's recreate those experiences and memories for people for free or close to it. Just, you know, you need to make a Twitter account. I think everybody has one by now. That's cool. And if you do that where you don't have to spend the money to go to a game, to have these memories, to have these connections, to have these feelings towards a team player organization more people will like the sport and spread it with their family. It's crazy. Why do you think why do you think basketball is so big? It's fun. Cuz you're able to go see somebody get their ankles broken on Twitter. See Jack a buzzer beater. 
Shaq and the Fool, see all that stuff. You're able to see that. And they're still selling out games. Yeah. So don't think that content creation is going to take away from your ticket sales. That's going to make people want to go see it in person. Oh, people, look at that. Let's go. People like An album stuff. drops. They like the song. Nobody's paying for albums anymore. Spotify and Apple Music, you, you don't really think, have to do that. I think, that, I think that's a free. great I think that's a great uh point on that too. Like it's I feel like they think it's gonna ruin sales and it just won't because people you know, with that mindset, it's why would I go to a concert when I have Spotify and I have every song ever made in my hand. Well, I want to go see the artist live. I want to. I want to experience. Going to concerts is something to do, and people like doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, why would I want to go to this game? Oh, because Mike Trout is my favorite player. I want to go see him. Mike Trout. Oh, because John ja Morant. I want to see him fly through the air and dunk Mike the Trout ball. Is very sick. John ja Morant's also very sick. I would like, pay to see both of them play. Like I want to go to a Bucks game because I don't know if Antonio Brown's going to rip off his shoulder pads. Maybe he's going to throw it in the crowd. Like. That's what people want. Go do it. It's crazy. But, but let's not get any more mad. We're going to hop up out of here. So we've, we've hit a nerve, and I enjoy it, and I love it. And if you guys love it, make sure that you like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're on any of the podcasting apps, make sure you're followed and stay tuned with all of our episodes that come out every single Monday. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok at underscore the spectators. Check out our website. We got vlogs on there. All of our content is on our website. So if you want one central place, the spectatorsports.com is the place you want to be. Tomorrow we have a vlog coming out. I was in New Orleans a couple weeks ago. That is going to be out tomorrow. Cool little vlog. I had a really good time. I was there with my buddies. So go ahead and enjoy that. And I think that's all I got for you guys. So thank you again. I'll let Brooklyn cool off. We'll see you next week. Later, everybody.